Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everyone, to the American Made and Paid Show. I am your host, Zach King. I got Professor Dreg with me. It is Friday, April 26, 2019. Thank you for joining us today on, I believe this is the 15th episode. And something that we, <laughs> no, can you believe we are 15 episodes in? 15 in. It's nuts. It's yeah. nuts. But you know what? I like that we're getting a little bit more lax with it, starting to get into the stride. Actually, before I jump into the main subject matter of today's podcast, how are you feeling doing these podcasts Monday to Friday? I never checked in on you. Like, are you enjoying this? Do you like no, it? Dude, I love it. Are you kidding me? Come on. This is cool. I like it. This- it's funny how fast an hour goes by because you and me for people who don't know we could talk for hours right button heads and agreeing and disagreeing about a bunch of stuff because that's what i want the premise of the show to be about i already want to mention this on this podcast that some people have written me and said hey you guys are kind of crazy i don't agree with this you're so full of what you know you don't know anything like what do you what business do you have talking about this and i go well part of the nature of the show you guys is to get a different perspective and to talk about things. Some of them are rooted in our own experiences. A lot of it is also in how we look at statistical data, progressive and conservative history, you know, formulate our own conclusions. And that should be the point of it. So if you don't like it, stay tuned because one day we're going to have a phone-in system and we're going to do this live. <laughs> so you guys can come in and debate this stuff live or inquire further because that's the thing is we both come from totally different worlds. So our per- perspectives are going to be different. I even remember you at one point saying something and I go, no, nah, you can't be serious. So it's not like I'm, we're agreeing with each other on this podcast consistently. For all of you listeners out there, just know that this is just going to be a different perspective. And I also welcome constructive feedback, but if you haven't done so already and you're listening, be sure to go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review and actually write out a review. So you say, hey, I don't like hearing the baby in the background. Well, we're working on that one step at a time. Anyways. Yeah, pretty soon there's going to be two in the background, so you guys better be careful. (laughs) (laughs) But I do agree with what you were saying earlier, just to kind of keep it casual for a second. We do need to have another voice on this show at some point. A female voice would be preferable for obvious reasons, but also because the perspective is going to be a little bit different. And, uh, but, but that being said, you know, I think that we're slowly starting to hit a stride here where we kind of take a step back, talk about what we need to talk about, and then kind of drift into some other things. So to jump into today's topic and what we want to discuss, we've touched a little bit on presidential candidates. Earlier this week, we talked about Pete Buttigieg and Seth Moulton, but I want to shift gears and talk a little bit about one of our longtime contenders, which is Joe Biden. And Joe Biden is interesting because um, he's somebody who's obviously in the lead. It's him and Bernie. However, people have divided responses when it comes to Biden, partly because he's a white straight man, doesn't fit the whole intersectional progressive uh, candidate that people would like. And secondly, because he's creepy. So he kind of gets attacks from all around. But uh, 
you know, this is a guy who obviously served as the vice president for about eight years. Um, you know, his history is marked also by the fact that he was on the Clarence Thomas hearings. In fact, I want to hear your perspective on that because Joe Biden was present for that. You were present for that as well. So at some point, I do want to hear you say that a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I personally think of Biden as a, just a pretty vanilla candidate for the most part. I don't, to be honest, know much about his policies, but I would expect that it's just, you know, typical Democrat policies that people have been peddling for many, many decades. But what are your thoughts on Joe Biden and some of the presidential candidates? Well, you know, Jesus. It's okay. actually, this is his third run. One thing I didn't know, but this is his third try. Yeah. Me. So look, I mean, this is what I feel about the president. The president of the United States has no bearing on our lives whatsoever. Yeah. Except for how we're going to be taxed. And social services, welfare, food stamps, you know, Medicaid, waiting at the county hospital, that's all welfare. <laughs> People don't want to, uh, you know, admit it, but that's just welfare, all of it, you know. So, basic. so the, the only thing I could say about Joe Biden is that he's a racist. He's always been a racist, and he's always, everything he promotes is, is racism. For example. Thank you. I was going to say what do you mean, Professor Dreg? Because <laughs> no, here's the thing, and this is just, and this just proves how racist everybody is, as far as like everybody on the left. <laughs> Everyone's a racist. Yeah, because it's crazy. Because think about this: the one thing uh, in '75 that they caught him on tape, and, and Mark Levin touched on this. Uh, in fact, he touched on this yesterday. Mark Levin agrees with Joe Biden on this. In 75, Joe Biden was against busing black kids to white schools. And Mark okay. Levin agrees with him. You know, he's like, he agrees with them, but it was just semantics on how, you know, on why he was against it. Right. So, but here's the thing. And we said, we talked about this, or we spoke about this already. In 1964, the Civil Rights Act is a Jim Crow law that made segregation legal again. Okay. So, of course, they were against it. And that's why I'm for vouchers. Why am I for school vouchers? School vouchers allows any kid from any ghetto school to go to any school of their choice because they will go give the money, right, to whatever school they want. But instead of getting bust over there, I guess their parents are going to have to drive them. But here's the thing. Why was Mark Levin... And Joe Biden against busing in 75. So Mark Levin actually supported him on you yeah. weren't able to bus they were black both, kids to white schools. I yeah, heard about that. Were, like something about struggling to desegregate, right? And that there was, a, there was actual government intervention and in how they mandate people get to schools based on race. Yeah. So, and, and so, okay, so what does Joe Biden do now in 2020? So, you know, in you know, 2019, so 75, he was racist. You know, Mark Levin played it on one of his shows about how he was against segregation. Uh, he was against, like, literally said, kind of like what you and Kim Iverson spoke about, people self-segregating. Mm -hmm. But see, but the thing is, in, in the 70s, people were not self-segregating. It was still California law that blacks could only live in zoned areas. Okay. And this wasn't, like, in the 60s. This is in the 70s. So, like, in San Francisco, blacks were only zoned to live in Hunter's Point, 
Bayview, you know, like a candlestick, all the ghettos, right. You know, that are, that we see today, like in the tenderloin, that's how it was like in San Jose was East San Jose, Oakland, East Oakland. It just seems (laughs) every, every city that had East, like East Palo Alto, there was white Palo Alto and then black Palo Alto, East Palo Alto. That's just how it was in the seventies. Right. And, uh, so, and what made that possible? The civil rights act of 1964, because, uh, it defined what segregation was and was not. And, uh, so it was just all racist. And that's why we talked about that earlier in a previous episode of how it's not a, a, a belief. It's a, it's a fact. What Martin Luther King was advocating for was a hoax. It didn't help anybody with civil rights. It just didn't. It took away your rights that were given to you in the 50s. So Joe Biden is still to this day trying to hide the fact that he's a racist. And what does he do? (laughs) He hires a black woman who says that White men should not be ruling the Democrat Party. The leadership of the Democrats should all be non-white male. That's what Joe Biden did. Hires a black chick advocating this, and she's just a crook. Uh, her name is uh, Simone or, you know, Simone Sanders. Oh, you got to look oh, her up. Oh, okay. Say no more because I'm very, very familiar with that individual. This this. I don't know how she's on CNN. I can. I want. I just want to say this on the podcast, and this is just completely my opinion. It's not rooted in any of facts, so to speak. But this is the same lady who was like being was very very vocal about Charlottesville. You know, the statues being torn down. She's like, yeah, we got to remove that from history and all that. And she obviously uh, was also one of the campaign managers. That's That's, okay. So I was gonna get to that. She is part of the problem that creates more division, even amongst moderate democrats like so let me ask you a question now when somebody incites riots and these riots happen in a black community what would you call that person a racist exactly and she's black so think about that what is your opinions on that seriously i really want you to think about that and tell everybody just from Thinking about it, I don't want to say it for the first time, but seriously, because you're not from the ghetto. And people from the ghetto rely on guys like you, you know, because it's not, it's, I mean, you got to be honest. Whenever you see a black leader, think about this, like in Baltimore. Think about all, what's that one mayor that was on crack? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it? you look at Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. Right. Look at the black mayors that they've had. Even in San Francisco, look at the black mayor that we had. Not Willie Brown, uh, this one right here. London Breed? Yeah. Her brother committed murder, threw some brought out the window. I heard about that. I wasn't sure if it was true or not. Oh, no, it's real. So, you know, and she wants him off of the, but I want to save that for later. But seriously, this is for you. Honest to God, this is something you need to answer. Ask away, ask away. No, no. You are the person... Uh, that people look to us for leadership. So seriously, if if a person who incites riots in black neighborhoods, you call them a racist, but she's black. So what is she? A racist. Yeah. Well, against who? Well, the thing is, let me let me just kind of give the context here, right? So a white man, right? 
anoints, and I'm going to say, or appoints. Yeah, yeah, anoints, appoints. Appoints a black woman who has had a history of being very, very vocal and, for lack of a better word, emotional when it comes to race issues, not somebody who approaches it moderately, and as a result, uses her to basically create more division in minority communities that just want to get better. But because it's very, very easy to appease that to people, you, in effect, create more divide in those communities, in those cities, because you just want a race riot. It's almost like they're asking for it. Like, I think that when I look at someone like Simone Sanders, right, you asked for my honest opinion, and I'm, it's going to take me a couple of minutes to evaluate because I like to, I'm like you, I think my thoughts out loud, and then I resolve them at the end. Uh, Simone Sanders is one of the types where even if there were conclusions and solutions for the black community and we say we had a solution for that, which we do, we've talked about it on this show already. There are solutions for these communities that people can put forward. Even if you handed that to her, that wouldn't be enough. Like these are the same, these are the types of people that are so emotionally (coughs) driven by race issues and by prejudice, like real prejudice, forget racism for a second, just prejudice. Like you just don't like people. You just don't like white people. You just don't like anybody who doesn't fit your agenda that even if you gave them solutions, they want a riot. They want the riot. It's not that they actually want solutions. They want division to continue happening. Why? Because it keeps them exactly where they are. And some people are actually really, really dumb. They think that they are on a mission to create change in their own communities. But you're actually creating more division. I know that sounds like a very superficial statement, but these people want drama. You know how it's like a bunch of kids just like to listen to other people gossip and then they like to hear which kid is getting picked on and then add fuel to the fire? That's like a very basic rudimentary example of what kids do, right? That's what she does. You you want that. You want to see you want to see people of different races fighting each other. It's fun for you. No, but 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 I I, I get that. But she is a person of power. Remember, she was Bernie Sanders lady. Campaign manager, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know exactly, but but she was one of Bernie's dudes and stuff. But seriously, I really want you to answer the specific question. What do you call a person who incites riots in, in black communities? Because what happens in, in, in riots in black communities? Blacks get killed. Well, not just get killed, but then they destroy the local businesses. They destroy... I mean, think about this. And this no, is I, want, I want to answer this, but keep asking me. Go but ahead. I, I really want you to think about this because I want you to think about what happened when we, t- we spoke about how Woodrow Wilson... See, because there is specific parallels between what happened in 1913 and when they brought back the KKK and gave money to the labor unions to destroy black businesses and what Simone Sanders and people like her do. And this is the stuff that you will not hear on Rush Limbaugh and, or Mark Levin, who are just nothing more than just, you know, Jesus, all these dudes are, you'll never see them in the ghetto. Why? Because it's just, I mean, because I, I, I don't know these dudes in, in particular, I never met them, but it's just, they are just a different type of progressive. They just are. 
And why? Because progressive ideology isn't about, you know, oh, you know, big government, big government. It's, it's progressive ideology really is rooted in atheist belief. And I know this because I'm an atheist. And the belief that Aryans are better than everybody else. That's, that's all you need to be a progressive. No God and know that Aryans are number one. <laughs> so back on this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, is, I'm thinking. I, I want to. Yeah, this is a good pacing because as we're talking this about this, our listeners lady? are also thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Who is this lady? What do you call a person who incites riots in black neighborhoods? Because this is happening again. What we are seeing in 19, or what we saw in 1913 with Roger Wilson, we are seeing now, today. But instead of a white guy doing this, we are seeing blacks in charge doing this. So instead of a white person say, hey, go riot, let's go burn down black businesses, black churches, we are seeing this now with black people saying this. Mm. We are seeing a black person inciting riots. We are seeing a black person literally destroying black businesses in these black communities. But then guess what? In these black communities, these businesses aren't owned by blacks. They're, They're owned, owned by, by Chinese. Exactly. I, I, I knew this was going to go down there. And that's the truth. Nail salons, laundromats restaurants it's almost grocery like, stores mini marts and they take by asians in these when, and that's i'm starting well so you you keep alluding to this you keep alluding to this throughout our podcast and i almost feel like our shows are very very serialized like you got to hear this stuff from the beginning because there's a motif here right it's kind of like when you watch game of thrones nobody watches a one-off episode you got to know it from the beginning <laughs> no, but it's true Right? Wouldn't you agree? But but what I'm trying to say is this: I've never keep, seen Game of Thrones, but well, you keep saying you keep saying the black community has been destroyed. And yeah, doesn't exist. They go after the next person, and so let me let me try to get this straight. They because that's already happened. Now you have black individuals, not just like Simone Sanders, but Maxine Waters. She's another one. Yeah, dude, she so, owns banks. Seriously, <laughs> she owns banks. That's yeah, what yeah. and do. and they they go into these communities and they incite riots. And not just with their own people, but almost uh, knowingly or unknowingly hurting other minority businesses. The business oh, no, they know. Oh, no, they know. It's specific and it's, and it's targeted. The laws have been written already. And that's why institutional racism only applies to two classes of people. African-Americans specifically, because like, if you're Nigerian and you come here, you're fine. If you're well, from Somalia, African American, because a lot of people like will actually like Nigerian Somalia. That's African. That's African, yeah. not yeah. African American. Yeah, they're African. Those are fine. Those those dudes are fine. Yeah, but if you're African American, you are screwed. If you're Chinese, you are screwed, because you know Asians love to set up shop. Not love to, but no, no. You know, but you're not wrong. You're not wrong, and I know this. I didn't grow up in the ghetto, but I know this because even if I didn't, my family started in that. And that, 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 that's, you know, restaurant business, grocery stores, predominantly yeah. in low-income neighborhoods. That's how it starts. But why? 
because it's cheaper to operate your business in a ghetto than it is in the suburbia. You know, it, it's, it's, it's just how it goes. You know, they do so, that on purpose. So, so like, Lee, I want to answer your question. What do you yeah, call a black person who goes, are you, no, no, let me, let me specify this. Are you saying, what do you call a black person or what do you call a person who goes? In yeah. That? Person in general. Like, what do you, what do you call a person who incites riots in black communities or in the An anarchist <clears throat> punk rocker? I mean, there's a lot of different words. for No, but see, but that's the thing. It, it's, it's straight up. No, because like an anarchist wouldn't care. They don't care because it doesn't affect them. And there's no agenda. There's no bigger yeah, agenda. There's no agenda. And that's why like anarchists aren't, don't act that way. Anarchists want to be left alone. You know, like, uh, but these people uh, like Simone, they're just nothing but white supremacists. And that's all they're doing. And they just want in. They allow her in because she's pretty young. She's not old. No, no. What are her credentials? She has none. What has she seen or done? Nothing. Literally nothing. Literally nothing. And yes, somehow, some way, she is going to be running a seasoned politician's presidential uh, campaign two times in a row. Joe uh, uh, Bernie Sanders was was a seasoned politician. And so is Joe Biden, who's even more seasoned than Bernie Sanders. I see so the parallel. Why are they recruiting somebody who is black to destroy black communities? You know, but anyway. A uh, white supremacist. I, I want because I, I don't want to spend too much time on no, this. But, but this is, nah, I mean, <laughs> no. Because, talking about Joe Biden and then you bringing in Simone Sanders has reasonable symmetry. And I think we need to. Yeah, because I'm telling you now, he's a racist. Why is he a racist? Because he's bringing in a racist to destroy blacks. She probably hates being black. I mean, I don't know her person. I don't know crap about her other than she incites riots. But why would anybody do that? Why would anybody advocate for burning down black communities, black businesses? But they're not black. They're Asian businesses that service black people who live in those right. white right. properties. <laughs> because, you know, like a black community, what's a black community? It ain't, there is no black community. Black communities are usually conservative. Because uh, when, you're, when you say a black community, that means the black people own the buildings. And whenever you see that, they're all conservative. You don't see. You want, you want to know why that is in that parallel too? When the black people own the buildings, this is for sure. They also own the Baptist church down the street. Yeah, they own everything. No, but that's just how it works. I, got, I always have to interject and say that because guess what? There's know, a church God. nearby and that's the biggest thing they, they go to. Like, no, but, but yeah, I, I, but that's the truth. Like, and I always say this. I will always concede this point. If it wasn't for Christianity we'd still be slaves to this day. Seriously, we would still be slaves to this day. And that is a fact. Yeah. You know, it, it is, but as soon as progressives started taking away God and taking away, you know, manhood and all this other stuff, you know, because seriously, that literally made it okay by putting us all in prison right. to start acting up, you know, like, oh yeah, let's just bonus you know, like bone each other down and stuff like, cause, oh man, like I, I don't care. Every time anybody. I talk to you, I feel like I'm just seeing a bigger bird's eye view 
that you just can't like you just can't learn this from reading necessarily it has to come from it has to come from not only just like the life experience that you talk about but also just a completely different look at how uh, political ideology is taught, but it's not about political ideology. It's about like lifestyle. It's like, this is what goes Yeah, on. no, but it's the truth. And that's because, you know, because everything that, like look at any group in the progressive quote unquote realm. And every single group was meant to destroy everybody except for whites. And people go, nah, that's impossible. You're gonna tell me like the gay what? What do gays have to do with this? But but what what do you have to say? I, I we talked about that. I, I want to actually present this as a counter argument, like I normally do. What do you say to those people on the right? And actually, I to some degree agree with them on this, where they say that white people are actually being victimized and opposed more so today than ever. Yeah, but that's false. They're not being victimized. The only whites that are being victimized are the ones that actually believe in God or Jesus. And that's the only ones. If you're a white dude and you're a Muslim, there's nobody hunting you down. If you're a white dude who's gay, nobody's hunting you down. Come on. What, what, white pe- what, what are they talking about, white people? Well, they kill themselves. They Huh? But if you prove that. I said the white people are killing themselves. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, but but there, there's the conspiracy around the birth rates, you know. But do you feel like that's more because of the fact that white people just aren't breeding? Or no, 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 no. It's not about white people. It's it's a death. It's progressive ideology is a suicidal ideology. Look at what's happening to the gay men. I was totally unaware that seventy six percent, seventy six, seventy six percent are trying to kill themselves. Why? Because you're not supposed to be doing that. Like all of the medical issues from doing butt sex, it's a legitimate thing. That's science. It's not some kind of God thing or Christian thing. So progressives are killing whites. They're killing the whites who still believe in God and, and, and Christianity. It's hard to be a white Jew. Why? Because they're kicking your ass on the streets. Seriously, you wear one of them yarmulke hats and you're going to get sucker punched. Yeah, that's true. That Those kinds of hate crimes go unreported and that happens. Oh, no, it gets reported. Seriously, all hate. No, the majority of all hate crimes are done against Jews in New York. I was going to say it happens in Brooklyn every day. Yeah, no, and it's reported. I, I believe the hate crimes, 80% of all hate crimes are done against white Jews. And why? Because they're white and they believe in God. And it's the same thing with white Christian males. White Christian males are attacked. And guess what? If you're a white progressive, well, you're probably gay and you're killing yourself. So it's not the responsibility of, of any, it, it's the ideology that eventually it becomes the decline. And the- well, I mean, the thing is like this. I'm just addressing what you said about what do you say to the people on the right when they say whites are well, they're not, look, it's, it's not because you're white. I mean, because this is the problem with, with whites. They want to be victimized, but it's, it doesn't apply just to whites. If you are a Christian or a Jew, regardless of your race, you're going to be attacked by progressives. It's just how it works, because progressive ideology cannot work if there's somebody who believes in God. Because you have to take God out of the equation for this ideology to stick. Because Trump said the other day, 
America will never be a socialist country. Well, fuck, you take God out and it will be. Look right. what happened in Venezuela. Venezuela is a godless country. And now look at them. <laughs> no, seriously, it's funny. Because, it, like, no atheist wants to admit this, but we need religion in order to have social well, order. Well, and that's, that's what Ben Shapiro actually, whether you agree with him or not, he, he knows this from a religious and a, what we would call a philosophical point of view, right? But you know this from your lifestyle and your experiences. So I want to marry the two right now to some degree. I haven't read his new book, The Right Side of History. <laughs> what do I know? Promoting a Ben Shapiro book on the show. But from interviews I've heard on Dr. Phil, Joe Rogan, Mm-hmm. He talks about the, what Western civilization, when I say Western civilization, I'm talking about the values that we stand for as conservatives, right? And arguably all people stand for, a lot of people just aren't aware. Like that's the best way to live. It really is the best way to live. But what he argues is that it's propped up on Greek reason and Judeo-Christian values. So there needs to be that tension. Like you need to have religion because a, a civilization without it, right? People aren't good at governing themselves. Throughout history, we've propped up idols and have destroyed ourselves to, in one way or another without it. But then yeah. it's, if you're so religiously fundamental and there's no, like to the point where it's a loss of logic and no reason, then you know what I mean? Like, okay, like but, but here's my point i like because i don't want to just say it's it's all i haven't about. read the book by the way so i could be completely missing no, no 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 but but here's the thing we cannot discount asian religion which is you know like the indians they believe in whatever they believe in with the sikhs and and well jesus like hinduism and and that like there's two different major religions in india um and then well there's probably more but uh because buddhism comes from india uh, but you can't discount Japan, China, Korea, who, well, I believe Korea is still Buddhist, right? You know what I mean? And that's a religion. It doesn't really matter what the religion is, but we need religion for social order. So I'm not like advocating, like saying like Christianity is better than Buddhism, but every culture, every society, we need it. Because if we don't have individual liberties, then we are screwed. Because the problem with, uh, you know, like with some religions, like the king or Catholicism, uh, when people are following that to the uh-huh. T, they became gods themselves. And that's the problem. Like, you know, the people who are ruling literally become the gods. You know, like the King George, he was God and, and you know, Queen Isabella she was a goddess, I guess, because she was chosen from God, and that's why she's the queen. But, you know, people believe that, and that's why we have to be careful. That's why I really believe America is the greatest country. And if God's real, then he wants it to be how it is done in America. You know what I mean? And I think that's the beauty of Christianity. Because in Christianity, you could be as poor as poor can be, or you could be as rich as rich can be. Or, or somebody told me too, it's harder for a rich guy to go to heaven than a poor dude. And I'm it's thinking, one of Jesus's lessons, one of his parables. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing, and I believe something like that. I said, yeah, this probably sounds right because, you know, in order to, because, you know, just from personal experiences, in order to get to the top, you got to step on a lot of people on your way up. You just do. You know what I mean? Because that's just how it is. Because uh, in comp, like, well, in fair competition, 
you don't need to step on anybody. You really don't. But, you know, a lot of people, I don't care what you're competing for, they like to cheat. You know, whether they take steroids or, or you know. Do Buy some, their way you know, in and then pay. Yeah. yeah. Or like, you know, like that Laughlin lady. She paid oh, yeah. half a million dollars to get into a good school for her kids. But that's the thing. It's like, that's just the nature of people. So if I was to pick a religion, I'd probably pick Christianity because, you know, uh, I, I believe you would pick Christianity, not Satanism. <laughs> nah, because you know, f that. No, because no, like I know a lot of Satanists, and they're effing crazy. Like because they just, oh man, like <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get into Satanism because that is just straight up. No, because okay, so Satanism is very close to being gay you know just like and it's just how I, I people might think that i'm anti-gay but look to me porn is gay if you okay if come on now porn, you're gonna have to explain yourself no okay look if you're watching porn i don't know what's more gayer than that you're watching another penis you're just watching a penis just drill a hole that's gay i don't want to see another man's junk all hard and erect and ejaculating i don't want to see that's gay at the very so go back go back go back to satanism why you think that's why you think because that's, that's gay because satanists only they'll uh, uh hedonistic behavior ah, okay that's all it is that's all satanism is whatever feels good and that's the problem if you only go <laughs> it destroys you because yeah. look i i ain't gonna lie to you i know for a fact that getting you know anal sex to a guy actually feels good because there's a bunch of nerves in the butthole sure, sure. that makes you ejaculate and that's just like you know and of course that feels good but it doesn't mean it's good for you but okay so here's the thing though what you just said is actually very parallelly i can't believe we, we keep coming back to christianity but that's good because that's part of your discovery here is the fact that like there, people believe that it's, if it's not of God, it's of the devil, right? But you could say that about any lustful passions of the flesh, as it said, right? You could say that about anything that feels good. But if anything but God... Oh, man. <laughs> but, but what I'm trying to say is it, it, it inevitably destroys you. Anything. Anything yeah. that elicits no, 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 an emotional No, but you want to know what's crazy when you said that? I'm not kidding you. Because I was asleep, right? I woke up. And it was some dude on TV who literally said what you just said, but he said it like this. He goes, he goes, the carnal mind is, oh, gosh, darn it. Cause you know, but it was just a weird thing. Cause you literally just said this, like it's, it's amazing. But this dude was from like the seventies. Like it was like this old Were you listening religion. to Billy Graham or something. No, 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 no. That's the thing. It was an unknown pastor. He literally said something about the carnal mind uh is not of god but it cannot be controlled by the laws of god or something like that and i and i was thinking what the hell if it's not of god and it cannot be controlled or something it's the carnal the carnal mind if it's not from god it's of oh, the no, no, devil. No. It, it, it's no but the thing is it cannot be controlled by the laws of, or it, you gotta i don't even know where it is in the bible but this and i'm thinking shit that's what the dude said today about he literally said that and and uh oh my goodness what a coincidence <laughs> what a coincidence but i believe it's in romans or something like that because i was trying to figure it out like where he got it from because that's actually a pretty good quote 
I think that people are going to either like this or they're going to continue to get frustrated because we keep alluding back to Christianity in the Bible, which I love, by the way. People can listen to this if they don't want to. But here's the thing that people, because you mentioned that, that I have to keep reminding our listeners, right? Our country's values, if you want to talk about true conservatism, it is impossible to discuss it and the finer details of it without also mentioning the Christian God. Impossible. Yeah, and I don't mind it. Why? Because I used to be a slave. (laughs) (laughs) My family was from slaves. And and if it wasn't for Christianity, we would all be still somewhere, somewhere, you know, picking cotton or, or, or growing tobacco. You know, but it's the truth. It's just how it works. And, and, you know, it'd be foolish to say that we don't owe our lives to Christianity. Our freedoms come from Christianity, not from being a Jew, because, you know. (laughs) Okay, now. (laughs) (laughs) No, but it's the truth. It's like Jews have this slave mentality. That's why they were enslaved for so long. But it's the truth. Why were they slaves? Everywhere we went, you know, we were enslaved people. And yet somehow, some way, Christianity saved us. You know, who, who would have thunk? You know what I mean? Because, like, I have a lot I mean, of friends the who, Jews are, who are... Story, I mean, about Jews and slavery, and people are going to be like, dude, shut up. Stop <laughs> right now. But, it, I mean, hey, that's what we talk about on the show. We dive into those things. Um, I mean, that, that's, that's, that was also written. It was like God even said, you know, you will... I mean, you were you will be slaves in Egypt. There's something about a, another lesson where it's just like, uh, again, I'm not doing it justice, but uh, treat a stranger like a friend because you were once a stranger and a slave in a foreign land, and that's Egypt. And this is not about just the Bible. This is in history. The Israelites were yeah. slaves for 400 years in Egypt. Then Moses brought them out, right? And then uh, throughout history, their so-called state has been conquered and reconquered by many, many empires, Persia, Assyria, Babylon, like, you know, so. Okay. So I know like the black Hebrew Israelites. I know. I don't know how I feel about them. I know they're pretty radical. They still got a slave mentality. They do. They all do. No, Jesus. Like you got to talk to them. I've seen them on Mission Street. When I used to be in San Francisco, (laughs) man, these guys would be out on, um, no, not Mission, Market Street. They'd be out on Market Street and they'd just be cussing people out. But that's part of the slave mentality. You're just an angry dude just yelling at people for no reason. You know the whole whole Covington kids scandal? Remember that stuff about the whole Native Hebrews? That was started by black Hebrew Israelites, but nobody will say that. (laughs) Well, people have said it, but it's it's not. It doesn't fit the CNN agenda that these black angry men were the reason why those kids, like, I hate hate CNN for this because it's all a big cluster. It's all stupid. The reason why those kids were gathered there and they were standing there, I guess, I don't know what they were doing. They were on a field trip or something. was because there were black Hebrew Israelites there calling them out for being Trump supporters, right? And then they were just standing there. And then that, that Native American Indian war vet comes up and starts pounding the drum because of the fact that it started to become a little rowdy. But it all started... This whole scuffle would have been fine if there weren't black Hebrew Israelites there in the first place. And, yeah, it, it, because it was a, and, and the thing about CNN, this is to show you how stupid these people are. They're so obsessed with optics <laughs> that, they, that, that the, the fact that, oh, there were actually black Hebrew Israelites that were cussing these kids out in the beginning wasn't even mentioned. But that's the whole 
reason why all of that went down was because there were angry black men screaming at people like, why you support this guy? Screw you. You know what I mean? They were just angry, frustrated. And these kids were just, sitting, were just standing there. They weren't doing anything. But remember, they started to marginalize the Hebrew Israelites just because to cover their butts. And that's what they do. They will marginalize groups that support them. And that's what, see, all progressives got to realize that. As soon as gay people start getting out of step, they will hang them. It's the way they hung out these Israelites. There, there is backlash against the so-called straight, gay, white, or not straight, gay, white. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. No, no, but, no, but straight, I know what you're saying, like the conservative gay guys. Yeah, Cause there's a lot of conservative gay dudes like, you know, like because uh, this is the truth. This maybe because I'm older, but being gay meant you didn't want to get married. You didn't want to have kids because who in the hell? I mean, you know, why would you want to? The whole point of being gay is to be counterculture. That's not because you want to be like everybody else. You want to be colorful. You want to, you know, be young forever. And having kids is like an anchor that ages you quick. You know what I mean? But it's just, and that's why like when those guys, um, who was it? But they're really famous fashion designers who were against gay marriage. And they were like, I'm not for it, you know, and I, I don't think gay people should be raising kids. Yeah. Uh, I forgot who they were, but uh, he was a very famous designer. And, you know, they try to boycott him and stuff, but nobody cared. You know what I mean? Because it, it's, it's, you know, at the, you know, um, it, it, it's, it's, um, well, I, I mean, there was no point in saying other than like, they will hang you, you know, if, if they need to. So, you know, uh, progressive will, will hang their own really quick. And, and they did it to these people just for having a different opinion. So if you are a conservative <laughs> gay guy, you're like public enemy number one. <laughs> that's it's, true. And that, that's been the consensus of um, walk away with Brandon Strzok too. He's, you know, yeah, but look friend what of mine. Milo. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I like Milo. Uh, I mean, although I, I mean, Jesus, like a lot <laughs> of the stuff he does, it's like, oh my God, if he can only like, I, I don't know. I like, I just don't like as far as conservative people go. Uh, that I've seen. The only person I really like would be you, uh, Savage, and uh, and I, I wish I knew more about Alex Jones, but I think I could like Alex Jones. Alex Jones, I, I mean, I'm going to be unpopular for saying this, but I don't just care anymore. I mean, Alex Jones, if you listen to him in context, like when he was talking about like some of that MK Ultra stuff, and he was talking about one world government and all that, like that, he's not wrong. And Arrested Development, that's one of my favorite ones because he's the only one that I've heard who talked about it basically the way you've been talking about it, but from his lens. Because he's Alex Jones. He has a different spin Yeah, on like it. seriously. But, that's, but I he, but he, the reason why you like him also is because... Well, I never heard him, but I have no, no, to know. You independent know I mean? thinker. And I watched that interview he did with Farrakhan years ago. It's great. Oh. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was more like, because I like Farrakhan. I really do. You like Farrakhan. Yeah, I really do. I like Farrakhan, not so much because he's anti-Jew or anything like that, but I like Farrakhan politically because, wow. because he's conservative. Like, he's a real conservative dude. Like, he's the first one to tell you, don't play in your butt. 
you know, don't fall into them traps. Don't be feminine. You have to be like, see, because in the streets, you need a guy like Farrakhan. You need somebody to tell, hey, look, you got to be a dad. You got to raise your kids. Don't fall into that trap of, of, of that present mentality that because he was in prison. So Farrakhan knows that. Why do you think? OK, so here was you know why Muslim the Islam took hold in prison? Because that guaranteed you you are not going to get raped. The only way not to get raped in prison was to become a member of Islam. And you did not. I mean, think about this. You want a 12 inch cock in your asshole? Well, Hell what no. about what about Christianity, though? I mean, <laughs> uh, look, I, it, you can be Christian all you want, but you're going to get, you know. Well, why, OK, so what separates Islam in prison and Christianity? Like what that what is that? Because they take it seriously. Like they oh. don't want to like, you know, Christians. Here's the thing about Christians. And this is the fundamental flaw of Christianity at least on the streets and because this is why everybody calls them hypocrites or whatever, because you could literally do the worst things and you're going to go to heaven. But in Islam, you know, you got to have this strict life your entire life. So look, if I'm not going to get raped, I'm joining Islam, <laughs> you know, because I don't want to get my butt gaped into like this 12 inch hole. I'm going to have diarrhea for the rest of my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? All it's right. Like, all right. Let's spare but, the graphic language. No, but yeah. that's what happens. And people have to understand why blacks became Muslims in, in prison. And that's why Farrakhan was converted and people forget he was in prison. Same thing with Malcolm X. And, well, and you, um, and the only person you're missing from that segmented list is not Muhammad Ali. He went on his own. Well, no, but he converted because he saw what was happening. Yeah. And the thing is, Christianity didn't stop what was happening in the ghetto. It might have stopped slavery, but it didn't stop what was happening with the progressive movement. See, and that was the thing. And we talked about this yesterday. People don't see it, but... Christianity right now is being converted the same way it was converted in Germany. And Muhammad Ali saw it's that. Not, and if that's the case, then it's not true Christianity. It's what they, it's Christian just in the label and then in the superficial values, but that's not actually what Christians But that's about. what Christianity became in the church when, when we had kings. And, but that's what, and that's the, the weakness of Christianity is that the leaders eventually become gods themselves. Well, that's the thing that 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 is not just you pointing that out. That has been uh, a recurring theme throughout history in the Bible. And it's not just limited to Christians. It's also I mean, I have to use Jewish history because it illustrates this partly. Right. The, the, the Jews originally, you know, they were ruled by the judges when they went back to their land. They didn't want that. Then they wanted kings. Right. They wanted someone that they could look towards. That's always how it's been. That's why it's very legalistic in, in, yeah. in its nature and its law because they need to look to something like here's the thing this is going to be a bit of an unpopular opinion but i have to express it on this show yeah, yeah go for the it. whole concept of circumcision as it pertains in the bible and this is this is interesting here was because it was to separate that group of people from all the other groups of people and they needed that physical it's supposed to be a physical representation of the promise god made to abraham now here's the thing it, was it necessary? I argue no, but that is to set them apart as holy people, not like the others. And the thing is, throughout history... And that's the secret, I guess. 
Because you wouldn't know unless you pull down their pants. Yeah, well, that's how it was in the old days. But, no, that's, but, what, but that's actually... That's good, what the people yeah. demanded. The people demanded, like, if we're going to obey, we need to see God. We need to see a, a physical thing. And that's why, like, with... with uh, Again, I could be wrong about this, but my, my thoughts on, like, with Christianity and all that today is that you, you don't have to see anything to believe. You don't need a, a, a law book to abide by to believe. You know what I mean? It's Because it's, everything is idolatry. That's what I'm convinced of. It, it's like everything that you put up as your guiding principle, whether it's the law, whether it's kings, whether it's a physical manifestation of your God. There's a reason why I don't even, even like having crosses in my house. It's just because it's, it's, not, it's, it's not genuine. You see what I mean? It's yeah, a, it's no, a worldly it's thing. It, everything about what we do and what we believe in is spiritual. You know? so, yeah. so what I'm trying to say is to, to take it back to how it's being molded into like Nazi Germany. Well, that happens with cult-like behavior and also sometimes a, a strict, strict adherence to legalism, right? And what you deem to be right, because that's the, the fundamental flaw of man is that you start doing that, you start becoming legalistic. That's what happens. Like I've known people who kind of come out of a different faith, like new age or whatever, and they go into Christianity, but then they, they're not they're not spiritually mature yet. I'll just put it that way. I, I don't know them. Again, I, I'm not here to judge anyone. Yeah. But they don't, no, but that's not spiritually mature. No, but they're not spiritually mature. And guess what happens? I, I've actually encountered Christians who are very, very strong in their faith. And then they started to dive really, really deep into it and were led astray because now they were being more dictated by laws and rules. And I've seen Christians go from like straight up being Jesus being the way to going, now you have to obey the Torah word for word or you got, you got no faith, like, like the transition. So what I'm trying to say is that's when man starts to decide what's good for men as opposed to yeah. you as an individual deciding what God is good for you. That's the difference here. And what we're seeing with the so-called Christian left is that, is people taking it, taking these values, oh, it sounds good, it feels good, but I'm really going to be fronting my own agenda, even though I think I'm doing the right thing. But when you put that, in the context of I'm just going to give it to you and men are going to physically carry this out and there's collective mindset. It's like, who's the moral compass here? Is it now men or is it God? See, it's yeah, well, but see, that's a good question. Now take it back to the streets. So the answer would be God. And that's why all of the Muslims, because think about this. I remember you telling me that the thief, uh, that the dude on the cross, the first guy in heaven was a thief. Through so Jesus. All of, through Jesus. Yeah, through yeah, Jesus. Believed, yeah. So, uh, so in prison, everybody believed that they were not going to, they were being spared the humility of getting raped as an act of God. And that's well, why. You're talking about Islam here. Yeah, but that's my point. It, like everybody, uh, but that's your question. Your question is, is it the rules of man or the rules of God? See, now the rules of man would be, I'm going to get raped in prison because I committed a crime. The rules of man, I'm being punished. But God is saving me from, uh, because look, I, I don't care what anybody says. When you get raped by another man, that is insanely harsh to the brain. It is one of the most destructive things that will ever happen to you. So only an act of God is going to prevent that in a system that is built 
to break you down and turn you into a woman. Literally, that's what prisons do. They, you, you get your manhood robbed from you. And then when you get out of prison, like, look at all of these Hispanics. You know, the, the Latin men, geez, you, know, it, it's, they, you know, it's insane. Like what, what goes on in that community. And, uh, you know, it, it's why? Because so many of them go to prison too. And they get out of prison, Jesus, their mindset is just horrible. And uh, I mean, think about this. Did you hear about that story about that guy who found out that wasn't his uh, kid and he beat that four-month-old to death? Oof, no, no that kidding. sounds horrific. It was just the other day. Like this literally happened either yesterday or the day before. A dude just found out it wasn't his kids. You talked about this about this on your video about this Polly Morris whatever, but this okay, why is that holding? Okay, because- so I've talked about before. You finish that thought. I've talked about the reason why I argue against polyamory is because I believe that in the long term, the reason why you have sex is to have kids. Now, here's the yeah. thing: you got a bunch of partners, right? I have concluded, and it's not just me saying this, it's sociologists, even religious people who say there is nothing more, I guess, uh, mentally taxing and frustrating and perhaps even panic inducing when a man finds out that the kid he loves is not his. Like that actually can physically drive a man crazy. And in fact, you talked about this too. You were like, this ain't my baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go crazy. City. Yeah. <laughs> you, you literally said that once. You were like, I've been taking care of this baby for two years. If you're taking this away from me or if she's not actually my child, I will burn down the entire city. And what you're describing right now with this guy beating up a four-month-old, it wasn't his baby now, was it? No, it wasn't. That's the whole point. He found yeah, out it wasn't yeah, his so it, it, He killed like the baby. That, that's, that's horrific. That is perverse and that's evil. But that is like when you do that to a man <laughs> that's what but think about this too why did it even happen because he was in one of those relationships that you were talking about on your video that is and, the that is the definition of cuckoldry and it drives men crazy that's why no, I, but here's the thing why does it happen and i know why we're talking about it because the latin community the black community they're imprisoned so when they get out of prison, they're so afraid of doing this and doing that. They, oh man, I'm telling you now, the only way to stop that type of behavior, the only people who advocate when you're in prison to not live that way are the Islam, uh, Islamic people. If you studied Islam in prison, you know, don't do this, don't do that. But if you're in prison and you're being shepherded by a Christian dude, dude, they're like, I don't even want to say they're below betas because they're like, well, you know, you got to turn the other cheek and look the other way and, and just let it happen. It takes time for the woman to do this and the woman to do that. But when this dude got out, he found out it wasn't his kid. He thought it was his kid, but it wasn't his kid. I don't know if he was in prison, but when he, that he lost his mind, but, and here's the thing. Should this guy get the death penalty? See, and I say no, I'm, I'm, I'm against the death penalty. I don't believe in it. I don't believe the government should be killing anybody because killing's wrong. But if somebody killed my kid, I'd kill him. You know, because I'd kill a guy. I, I'm not gonna, you know, 
I wouldn't ask the government to do it for me. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. And if the government had to do something, the worst thing that could ever do, you know, can be done to you is to go to prison because prison is worse than death. I mean, I can't imagine getting it up the butt and have to live through that for the rest of my life. You know what I mean? That's insane. And, and like death, yeah, it's quick. You know, you die, it takes, you know, you get your shots. You know, like uh, you probably don't know who he is, but that guy took the Stanley Williams, uh, one of the leaders. Uh, anyway, he, I don't want to glorify him. But when he, when he died, he died like a man. Like, you know, they were fiddling around. They couldn't find the thing. He put his arm out like he literally helped him help the, the, the doctors and nurses put the needle in so he could just die. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and yeah. because death is just death. You know what I mean? It's not like getting raped and living through that nightmare of getting raped. So, you know, he is who he is. And, and but I don't want to glorify him like anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And like we should probably mentality. shift gears a little bit here and go back to what we were talking about too much. But, prison, see, but prison, here's though. the thing. How does this apply to the president? Well, it doesn't. That's why I keep telling everybody the presidential candidates, it's all a hoax. People need to focus on what happens at the local level. How does the president impact you at the local level? Joe Biden affects us at the local level because he hired this dumb broad, uh, Simone Sanders, and she's going to incite riots. That's what she does. She's just a young kid with nothing what except for the ability to incite riots that's his public policy anything he says is irrelevant because it will have no bearing on us unless it's through taxes and we already know he's going to tax the heck out of us so we can get welfare for everybody right and welfare is just another form of you know slavery yeah and, and you know and, and this is why i'm really afraid of christians because they're all for it this whole christian left oh because we got to give to the poor yeah but that's not how you give to the poor giving to the poor and having the government mandate everybody be on welfare are not the same things and i want to make yeah, that no but clear. see but here's the thing when you you're supposed to give to the poor not the government so if you give to the government you're not giving to the poor you're giving to a bunch of people in power you're not giving it to poor people and i think that's what christians don't realize and that's why people don't believe in Christianity because you're supposed to be giving to the poor. That, that's the whole, I've never seen a Christian give. Like, you know what I mean? Like they'll talk big, like, oh yeah, you know, you know, I, I'm for this program, that program. I'm like, yeah, but why do you need programs? And you could do it yourself. Isn't that what you're supposed to be doing? Yeah. See, but in, in we're prisons. We're supposed to be doing that, yeah. But see, in prisons, the, the Muslims do that. That's why I like Farrakhan. Farrakhan, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, he's anti-Jew. But see, Farrakhan's uneducated himself, though. He, he, he's an uneducated guy, and he got his education through that uh, uh, Elijah, whatever his name is. I forget his name. I don't want to butcher his name, but I think it's Elijah Muhammad. You know, and Elijah Muhammad was just a scam artist like this uh, Simone Sanders hired by Joe Biden who was tricking black people into more destructive behavior because, you know, as much as I like what, you know, a lot of what the Muslims stand for, but it's destructive. Like eventually they eat each other. 
because it's just come on like women have no freedom they uh you know they don't enjoy sex you know it, it's 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 jo- like being a muslim it's it's you're joyless man like it's just like if you ever go to these middle eastern countries dude it's in, like to me it, it's just i mean if, if it wasn't for them having so much clothes on i'd say man you guys are all gay <laughs> you know like just just closeted gay dudes like because rep- you know a lot of gay guys will say that it's like oh they're all repressed gay people and uh or the gays the my friends who happen to be gay all say that they say like ultra religious people are just repressed gay guys <laughs> i don't know if it's true but traveling you know to these countries and uh like there's a levi commercial and all these dudes are dancing in a circle with their arms around each other. I've seen that. Yeah. It's hilarious. But, you know, and, 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 you know, but that's how it is. Like, it's very segregated to males and females. It's they, they hardly ever mix. And, like, after they have a curfew where women can't go out at night. Yeah. So, like, after 9, 10 o'clock, you see no women. And everybody's doing their thing. And it's like, where's all the women? You know what I mean? And it's just, it's a weird thing. But, you know, oh man, I could tell you things, but I'm not going to, because people will freak out with the things that I've literally seen in prisons. Yeah. Or when you interrogate people who happen to be locked up and uh, they have all of these weird, weird roles in Islam. That That is just, I'm thinking, man, this is one twisted religion. Because it is. So I'm not, you know, yeah, it's just twisted, but I, I believe like, you know, the Jewish faith is kind of twisted, but Christianity, I believe, is probably the best, but nobody follows it. Because like I watch how people give. Do people honestly give or did they give to other groups so they can do the giving for them? Some do, but some don't. That's all I'll say. Because I mean, also define give, right? It may not necessarily be money, but there's tons of churches that directly go and and help out in the communities and stuff, like individually. So it may not manifest as, I'm going to send a hundred grand to, you know, charity, right? Because a lot of people do that, regardless if you're Christian. I mean, what's his face does that? Bill Gates does that, you know, Mark Zuckerberg does that. It's it's like, what does that matter? You know, and we don't have to talk about charity being corrupt to some degree in, in some places, but going out and individually impacting communities is what we're called to do. And ideally what we need to myself included have to uh, be more vigilant about it's like, if you really stand for your, those values, right? Cause what you're saying, Steve, I'm not going to defend Christianity on that. I think you're absolutely right. I think that a lot of Christians say that they give, but they really don't, you know, and the way to, the way to combat that is to be, at an individual level. Like, and, and this also relates to what we're talking about because we talk about really impacting people at the local level. Well, that's how you do it. You just get involved. You do it. And, and the thing is, this also ties back very nicely to people like Simone Sanders, right? I have a feeling this. If she had grown up in like a situation similar to yours and had kind of understood what it was like to work in those communities, maybe she does, maybe she doesn't, Right. I doubt that she would be somebody who would have agreed to that job as the campaign manager. Yeah. Just out of, not even out of political affiliation. It's just, this doesn't feel genuine. It doesn't feel right. Like, even if you plucked a Democrat voter from, say, the hood, 
you couldn't get them to do what she is doing right now. You just couldn't because oh, they would never do it. In a so that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a mixture of individual impact. She's like Candace Owens. She really is. To me, like Simone Sanders and Candace Owens are two in the same. They're going to incite, incite, incite because that's what they do. They know no better because they, they've never really been in the streets. They never had to grow up in the streets. So they just incite because that's their romantic view of the streets. And that's why they incite these riots because they want to live through it. They want to witness it. They want to see it. They want to be a part of it. Like, oh, yeah, I grew up here and there. Like, you know, like I remember in Riverside, because, you know, it was still the 70s and uh, they blocked our family, you know, the kids, like yeah. my brother, my sisters, but then like all these white dudes <laughs> had these uh, railroad crossings, stop, you know, stop signs and yeah. they, they wouldn't let us go through. And I'm thinking, oh, man, ain't this about us something? And the funny thing is, like, my brothers are actually white. You know what I mean? But like, you know, me and my sister, we look, you know, we look black. So, because this is how it is in, in Latin families, like some people look black, some people look white. And even though we're mixed, they just wouldn't let you through. So, you know, it's just how it goes. But but one thing I also want to mention, right, uh, about Simone Sanders and, and your experiences too with, with growing up in those communities, don't you also think that like, how do I phrase this? Honestly, just say it. <laughs> no, I actually lost my train of thought there for a second. <laughs> No, 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 but that's, but that's, that's cool. No, because this is the kind of stuff that people don't think about. Yeah. And we got to get people honestly well, thinking that's about the thing is I don't want to get stuck in my own echo chamber for too long. It's easy to peddle conservative talking points without actually getting the meat of it, right? Like, no, but here's the thing. And I'll say this out loud. To be a conservative, you really have to understand. Because even the Jewish faith isn't conservative. It isn't. Because there is a component to being conservative and that's giving and how do i know because when i was on the streets i'm telling you now i think i said this yesterday or the day before about those stupid fish symbols you know what I mean? but if it wasn't for those stupid symbols and the quote-unquote stupidity of the christians giving out free food wasting money i'd be dead and everybody's clapping in the background yeah he'd been a, you know i wish that would have happened but it's the truth those dudes gave with, and I still don't know, I, I, even if I wanted to thank them, I couldn't because I have no idea who they were. It was anonymous. And there's a beauty to that. And I believe that is, that's what conservatives do. First, they make theirs. And that's what we're taught on the street. You got to make your own. Just make your money. But once you do it, you can't forget to give. You can't because if yeah. you do, then society crumbles. And, and that's why I like Anne, Anne Rand, because she understood that. And she was an atheist. That's why, like, atheists, like, a lot of atheists try to believe that they're like Anne Rand, but they're not, because most atheists are selfish and never give. Because look at Bill Gates. I believe he's an atheist because of how he gives. And well, then I take that back, because I actually do have an experience with them. <laughs> but... But uh, yeah, because like when you're that well, rich, he, he does give. Oh, no, no, he no, but I'll tell you, like, well, I'll tell you off air about a really cool story about Bill Gates, okay. And uh, and um, because because I think people, but what it sounds like you have a uh, a, a, a dis, you're making a distinction about, which is also something I feel 
is when you give to charity, right? Versus actual giving. And this is not something that you said. My dad himself has also echoed this to me, right? Okay. Yeah. You give to charity. I'll know that. But giving doesn't just have to mean money that you're donating or whatever. It means to get involved and it keeps going. I keep going back to the whole help out in your local community. My dad constantly says that it's like, who cares if you don't have, because people have this impression that they're like, well, I don't have a hundred bucks to give because I don't have a hundred thousand dollars or I don't have 10 bucks to give because I barely make a hundred, right? That's not the point. You always have to be giving. And that's what we're taught in Christianity with tithing. It's like, dude, just 10% of yourself. But I think it's more than that. You need to get involved in your community and be giving. Giving is not just about money. It's giving yourself, giving people your time. And that part that you talked about where you don't, you can't thank these people even if you wanted to. Yeah, that's the point kindness and and the romance of it is what keeps society in check one act at a time well people don't realize that but it does because here's the thing had it not been for that you probably would have killed someone and died right but here's the thing it's all those acts added up and and just like kind of like it's like no one can really accept responsibility and no one can really take credit for it but it, it needs to be like that in in certain places and actually it, it does need to be like that because when it's not then it's not really a true act of charity if you think about how that is actually broken down no but it's true but right? this is this is the th- i'm not kidding you i would never in a million years would have went to like because it was this catholic church and uh every uh like three times a week they'd give you bags of lunches I'm thinking, I would never go stand in line for them stupid bag lunches. It's like, I don't care how good the food is. <laughs> but it's, there's like, uh, like you really have to, you know, come on. Are you really, you're going to like stand out in line. Everybody's looking at you. Everybody's watching you. That's insane. You know how embarrassing that is? Is You know, like, man, especially when you're a young man, you don't want to be just like standing out there. It's like, man, this sucks, you know, but. And that's why I, I, you know, I believe it should be done anonymously without a lot of fanfare and, oh, look at me. What a good person I am. You know, dude, it sucks to be that dude asking for handouts or looking for handouts or stuff like that. And, and that's why I'll always appreciate those people who, who did those little acts of kindness. Like, here's another one. And, and this, this dude was, um, and and I wasn't even homeless at this point, but I was, you know, this is like one of these. You're still bumming around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was like, you know, I was living off of people. So like I was staying at this one uh, lady's house and it was not a lady. She was like, we're all teenagers. So anyway, so long story short, we ended up in Berkeley. All of the BART was closed off. And uh, so we were just, you know, had to stay at the bus stations or just stay in the corner. So there was uh so we were huddled by this one McDonald's and uh, it was like five o'clock in the morning and, and some dude just came out and he goes, Harry, you guys look like you need this. And he just gave us some hot chocolates. You know what I mean? And just went back into his little McDonald's and just kept working. And I'm thinking, oh man, you know what I mean? But things like that gives you faith that people are good. And in theory, that's what Christians are supposed to do. You know what I mean? Like that's what when Christians see other Christians down and out, you're supposed to help them. And, uh, you know, and, and there was two, you know, two girls and myself and come, I'm pretty sure whenever you see stuff like that, you know, they're down and out. So it's, 
they shouldn't ask you for help because we didn't ask for it. And it was like a total shock. And things like that always happened to me. And I always seen that. So I always had faith in people. That's why I never like killed anyone. Like I never robbed anybody. I never, like I never committed. Like you I feel like, like on crime, just but. those acts alone that they're already little but significant enough to impact your life where you don't turn out to be a horrible person. Yeah, well, it's like, well, you're going to commit crimes because everything is a crime, but I was never going to commit a crime where I was physically going to hurt somebody. You know what I mean? So, and that's, see, those acts of kindness stopped me and a ton of other people from acting out and robbing people uh, through like, you know, like, um, I don't want to say ground and pound, but just like, you know, physically beating somebody when you're stealing their purse. Because if you're going to steal a purse, you just don't snatch and run. You got to knock them out first and then you take their stuff because that's the only way you're going to get away with it. You beat them to a pulp. They're not going to remember you because they're going to be too afraid. Like, cause you know, they're so afraid for fighting for their life. Then you rob them. That's how you rob somebody. You just don't, you know, snatch and, you know, grab and run. You don't do that. That's not stealing from somebody. And I never murdered anybody or anything like that because why? Because of other people's acts of kindness. And that's why you're supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I really want to learn more about Christianity because I'm curious about what Jesus said about all of this. <laughs> but, but that's why you do things like that. Because you have to show other people that things aren't so bad and, and humans are worth caring for. And, and, but if you're a homeless dude or, you know, you grow up in the hood and all you've seen was police brutality and just really like abusive teachers sexually abusing the kids, because I'll say it again, Metamontes Elementary School, that dude was teaching kids for over 20 years spoon feeding his own genetic material to those kids Ugh. no for 20 years he was doing that and i because people don't realize what happens in ghetto schools it is a breeding ground for sexual abuse why because come on broken homes it's that's why progressive ideology is so dangerous and none of, and all of these guys are godless Satanist types. We're of just people. learning that it's dangerous. I think with every episode, it's becoming more damning, is what it is. Yeah, no, but see, but nobody knows. See, that's like Candace Owens is such a fraud because she has no idea what happens in these schools. None, because she never talks about it. She, but I will give her credit for saying every Democrat's a racist, but she doesn't understand how and why and and. and you know, how damning it is or how damaging this to the kids. Because here's the thing, all of these teachers who all happen to be white for some odd reason, (laughs) I don't know why, but it's the truth. Like child molesters are all these crazy white dudes and, and all progressive. But for some reason, they got this radar that knows how to take advantage of these kids. The kids I used to be. And none of, like all these listeners that you have, I guarantee you, none of them grew up on the streets. None of them. They don't know how this is done. Like we are a factory. All of these kids growing up in LA, or Chicago, San Francisco that are being abused, East Palo Alto. But see, but that's the thing. Now it's probably in cities like Stockton, Modesto. Oakland. You know, 
Well, but, but gentrification's happening, so they're all getting pushed out. You know what I mean? So, um, and, 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 and these male teachers are being replaced. <laughs> so there's not a lot of white teachers left in, in Oakland. You know, pretty much everybody's black or, or something like that. But anyway, so it's breed, like these progressives have a breeding ground for taking advantage of these kids, for taking advantage of these people. And they have no way, and they don't want people giving. Why? Well, if you give the way they used to give, like, you know, with the little fish symbols and putting, how do you know it's not poison? How do you know people aren't poisoning the food? Now, what's the difference? You're being poisoned either way. I'd rather be poisoned trying to eat something good versus being poisoned by having my teacher sexually molest me. As a, you know, and, and, and that's the thing. So is Simone Sanders advocating for that? No. Oh, gosh. Yeah, she is. That's the point. When somebody, I I, not for change is what I mean. Yeah, but that's the point. That's what progressives do. When you advocate for violence and the destruction of communities, how she does it, that's what she's advocating for. She's advocating for the perverts to go in there and just clean up the mess. Because who else is going to clean it up? To Christians? No, they're not going to do it. Real Christians stay away because they don't live there. There is no God in the ghetto. There just isn't. That's why the Muslim faith, Islam, took hold in these places. That's why there's Hebrew Israelites or Egyptians. Like Brother Polite, and I don't know, I know you guys don't know who he is, mm-hmm. but if you look at Brother Polite, I like him. I don't believe in his faith. Cause you know, he, he's an Egyptian. Like he, he really is an Egyptian. You know what I mean? Like his God is from Egypt and, and I'm thinking, Oh boy, but either way, but at least he talks about or speaks about being sovereign, but he's like one of those guys, he has multiple wives and things like that. And, and I don't know. I mean, but, but I mean, but these women are only dating him, but you know, at the same time, it's like, you know what I mean? It, it's a hard thing to raise a whole bunch of kids. And, you know, I don't know enough about the Bible or religion to understand how these people do it. So I'm not going to make a comment uh, about it. But right. that said, you know, these weird religions that, you know, like the Egyptian and, and Hebrew Israelites and things like that, that have no impact on the community they don't build up communities uh but they build each other up like polite he's super rich and he's sovereign he has property in unincorporated areas and he can be undetected but all his followers are still at the bottom i mean because you know that's just how it works these religions don't build each other up but christianity is unique from what i've seen because christians know how to build up communities but I haven't seen a Christian in a long time. Like I haven't seen one in maybe 30 years. I mean, I've seen a whole bunch of churches, mega churches, but I haven't seen like how it was when I was growing up and seeing how these Christians used to be. But in, and when I was a kid, I thought, man, these guys are suckers. They just give you stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? But that was our mentality. Like, man, they just give us stuff because, you know, but then they were building us up. Yeah. They were building us up to be real leaders. And I had no idea until now, until recently. And, and uh, that, that's, what, that's what real Christians do. And that's what real conservatism is. 
because I didn't know that it was the Christian faith that freed the slaves. I didn't know it was the Christian faith that was actually making these people help us anonymously. And we still don't know who, <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing. We had no idea. But then when I look at uh, these conservatives, and that's why, that's part of the reason why I'm speaking to you and, and I'm your co-host because you have that same mentality of how I used to see Christians in the old days versus how it used to be now. Like now you see conservatives like Mark Levin, oh, well, you know, busting black kids into what, that's bad. Why is that bad? He's literally, he and Joe Biden agreed on that. You know that, and I keep telling you, progressives, has nothing to do with political ideology. It's not. It's literally an atheist philosophy that is rooted that Aryans are better. And, right. and, and the thing right. is, Mark Levin sounds like a Jew, but he's a white Jew. And so is he an Aryan? Maybe. And that's why he, in some aspects, agrees with progressive ideology to some point. And that's the thing. And I don't want to turn this into a religious show because I'm a true atheist, but I'm an atheist who owes my life to a Christian. You know, I don't know which one, but I, I figured there was like four or five Christians doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, they're all in anonymous. So we have to, you know, make sure that real conservatives honestly understand what they're supposed to do for their communities. And that's the thing that, that's being lost in a lot of these people. They have no idea. They believe Candace Owens is a conservative. How? By inciting violence and riots and, and, and not knowing anything? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, come on. She's a separatist just like everybody else. You, you know, and it just everything just blows me away. Uh, I'm starting to, yeah, no, but I'm getting a better understanding. That's why I like kind of listening to what you have to say. And, um, you know, I know that this show is not going to be something that is inherently religious, but come on, like, think about where, where you're progressing with this, right? How can we really talk about the true nature of conservatism um, without addressing some of these? Not, I'm not talking about religion here. I'm talking about values. I'm talking about what it is that people believe in what they do, right? Yeah. And it stems from that. And, you know, as, a, as one of my final thoughts, it's... it's what you just said right there, random acts of kindness. That's something that my dad also always echoed and something I believe in as well. You know, it's you do something for somebody else with no thought of yourself and um, also without any kind of attention to yourself because then it, it's not about you. You know, like that's what Christians believe is like we're one body of Christ. And it's not for your benefit. It's for God's benefit. It's to fulfill his will, not yours. And right there, just right there, if you want to, like, we can talk all day about all the different things Christians can or can't do, but right there kind of actually is the individualized standpoint of what our government should really be about. It should kind of just be there to take care, but no more. And in, in a weird way, this is something that's kind of weird should be voted on as far as individuals representing us, even in local communities, but remain anonymous. Yeah. It's supposed to be that way. Cause here's the thing. What did we talk about in the last episode? And I'm only coming to this conclusion after hearing you talk and listening, think about alcoholics anonymous. 
Think about why it's so effective. And I am talking Dude, to you. I know. It's amazing. No, no, no. But, but, but what did the guy describe it as all through those processes and why it's not conclusive yet you can feel God actually change these people's lives? And he called it a form of, what was it? Based anarchy or something? Or, or yeah. anonymous anarchy? Because uh, no, Anonymous anarchy. <laughs> but, and it's rooted in the same values. It's rooted in the same values of, you know, this is for God's benefit, not for my own. And how can we really think about what the purpose of government is about in, in its true form, right? If it's so centric on who it is that we're honoring, are we honoring the people that we elect in the office? And the reason why I bring this up is not to make it religious, but the president, people prop him up as God and he's not. And his role is not to be God. His role is not to, to be there to be the individual to even necessarily usher a better uh, era for your country. The people do that at the state and local level. And that's yep. why it's like, now I'm coming to the conclusion. It's like random acts of kindness, you know, these charities and how they work and how they've saved people like you. And also they've saved many addicts because of its anonymous nature, because it's not about the individual. It's about God. If our yeah, government actually, huh? if our government actually functioned that way as a form of almost no, it, it's not anarchy, but it's anonymous. See, that's Trump. See, Trump acts that way. He really does, and people because people don't even know what Trump does, but he does a lot, and it's affecting a lot. Um, <clears throat> like for example, because of Trump, people in prisons actually have a better chance at getting heard and you know because a lot of abuses happen in prison and, and it's just because you know the salary is way too low and the education for a lot of these correctional officers and other people who work in the prisons like there's like in susanville that prison there's three prisons in susanville there's one federal and two state uh, prisons <laughs> you're like really yeah but come on what other type of jobs are you going to get in susanville it's way up in, you know, bum F Egypt somewhere in California. And it, it's like, come on. So these people, they depend on these prisons. And it's really hard to be around those types of people 24-7. Well, they're only there eight hours a day. But come on, for what they have to put up with, you know, people throw poop at them. And it's just, it's, it's a real, like, I'm telling you, all prisons need to be shut down because it's just, it's inhumane and it's just, you know, and the people working there become like an extension of those criminals. Like literally they become an extension of those criminals and they don't get paid that nobody gets paid enough to deal with a bunch of inmates. And, uh, you know, so Trump, so, and I hate to say this, so because of that, the inmates really be, do become like, you know, they become like that teacher at Matamante's uh, elementary school. They start abusing the prisoners because they have to start asserting their dominance over the inmates. And when they do that, they start to commit their own crimes, whether it's through abnormal sex or through illegal drugs or just random beatings like you know those gladiator fights yeah that was a real thing and uh, i believe they got away with it the uh the cochran uh dozen the cochran seven those seven uh guards they got away with literally killing people 
you know that it's a real thing so you know and it needs to be needs to be reformed and addressed through trump trump is now and 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 the thing is i don't know if trump even knew this was happening but because of religious organizations certain things are being stopped and and trump's allowing this to happen this never would have happened under obama or under anybody else because they love how correctional officers abuse inmates they love it i know of a person who literally developed heart disease and they per and they gave him surgery and all this other stuff and they deliberately denied him his medical diet so they can give him heart disease again and reopen him up <laughs> years down the road that's so messed up that's so screwed up <laughs> no but come on you know what i mean that but what kind of a uh, if that's not cruel and unusual i don't know what is you know what i mean because that's messed up that's messed up but that's what but that's the kind of stuff trump is allowing him now to fight the they weren't able to fight those types of things before but under trump policies are now like hey look you guys got to do this you got to do that you got to do this you got to and i don't know if it's because trump is really religious dude because i guess he is to some extent but you know, because people say, is he really Christian if he's anti-woman and all this other? But he really isn't. You got to watch his yeah. actions. So if you watch his actions, I honestly believe he's one of those dudes of faith because not because of what he says or, you know, grab him by the vagina type of rhetoric, but it's what you can do for, for the people who are at the bottom. And that dude who committed the crime and it, like I saw his record, it wasn't that bad. I mean, it was bad because it was, um, he used his, like, God, people are stupid, but he used his finger and pretended it was a gun <laughs> to rob this chick out of her backpack. And she didn't know, so she dropped the backpack, he took it and ran. And, uh, and you know, so he did time over that. And that's the thing. It's like, but does he deserve to get heart disease over it? You know, was he, you know, is that a good thing? Is that fitting? No, he did his time, but then, you know, is it right for him to become a medical experiment? And the answer is no. And because of Trump, he is now, because look, he, his life is destroyed. You know what I mean? Like he, he, uh, because when he was in surgery, the second time around, oh my goodness! So uh, I mean, he's out now because he's it's medical uh, mercy. Mm-hmm. So when you're medically destroyed and, and your life is, you know, you pose no threat because you're now like so disabled. There's nothing you could ever do to anybody. Uh, it's actually quite sad, but the point is, I honestly believe Trump has to be one of those Christian dudes because this guy who's suffering in prison or who was in prison, uh, there's no way he would have got out if it wasn't for Trump, you know? And that's something to be said. It's like, come on. And like Trump's done this a lot. It wasn't just because of Kim Kardashian or whoever the other guy was advocating for people, you know, in prison to get out because it's, they're just in there for way too long and, and stuff. But there's something to be said for people like that. Right. And, 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 you know, I'm against the death penalty. I'm against, you know, prisons because it's not right. It's not right to put these people who at no fault 
of their own because they were they were born into societies where they're going to be a criminal. And and I, I don't know, like, because, and this is where, like, I honestly have trouble with religion is because we criminalize all of these people for breaking crimes or committing crimes that everybody else will also do. Because there's a lot of people in prison who are third striked for not having a driver's license, going for speeding or, you know, DUI or things like that, like that, you know, I'm not advocating for any of that because I don't do it. Uh, but when a white or when an affluent person has a DOI, he ain't going to go to prison. I don't care how many DOIs he has. Look at, look at that dude, uh, 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 Edward Kennedy. I don't know if you know who he is, but, uh, John Kennedy, JFK's brother, Bobby yeah. Kennedy's brother, uh, Ed Kennedy, no, Ted Kennedy. Uh, Ted Kennedy. Yeah. I'm familiar yeah. with him. Yeah, Ted Kennedy's kid killed a woman. Literally killed a woman. You know, with with through a DUI or whatever. No jail time, nothing. Yeah. And, and why? Because they're affluent. Yeah, and, and that's OJ Simpson. Yeah, got it. But see, but here's the thing: he was tried and released. A jury released him. That's the difference. Ted Kennedy's kid. Or his family, the Kennedy family, they were never tried. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. See, now, when a jury lets you go, we can't say anything about that because the jury tried you and that was it. But under Trump, these people are given a chance to redeem their life. And that's the thing about all of these, like a lot of, I have a lot of trouble with these conservatives because they're so quick into locking people up without really looking at why these people are troubled in the first place. And therefore they offer no solutions to why they should be, uh, you know, helped or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, and that's why I, I believe religion is nothing more than a philosophy. You know, Jesus is a philosophy, you know, whoever God is, you know, with the Jewish people, that's a philosophy. They're all philosophies. And uh, it's either you choose to do this philosophy or you don't. And from what I've seen, I've seen all of these people, whether it's, you know, Ben Shapiro or Candace Owens or whoever, they're just people who spout philosophies and they've shown nothing. And I mean, literally nothing in improving other people's conditions. And mm -hmm. isn't that the whole point of religion and God is to improve the less fortunate conditions. Yeah. Because the thing is, it's like, cause conservatives, like you got to do it for yourself. It's like, yeah, but cause, and, and I don't know who said this, but something about giving a guy a fish and teaching a man how to fish. See, conservatives won't do either. <laughs> they don't give you a fish and they don't teach you how to fish, but then liberals progressive, they love giving out that fish and it's usually right. rotten rotten at the head and it, but see the the tail looks good because but it, no one realizes that the fish head is rotten and that's why everybody's going for progressive ideology and everybody even conservatives even people on the right are cons uh, are progressive because yeah. J jfk in today's standards would be far right <laughs> oh no, no that's definitely true and i think that he was a progressive openly racist 
openly racist JFK was, but he was yeah. No, 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 totally. And we have to keep on discussing that a little bit more, especially with the progressivism within the right. Do you have a final thought? Because we do have to wrap this up, and then uh, I'll give no, a final good. thought. Just that Joe Biden's a racist. <laughs> Joe Biden's a racist, and he got <laughs> a white this supremacist. This whole conversation started by saying that Joe Biden is a racist, hired a racist black chick who's trying to destroy it. No, but seriously, you know, when she's inciting riots in the black communities, that's just to destroy Asian businesses because it's the Asians that service the black communities or, yeah. you know, white communities populated by blacks. Cause that's more accurate. The whites own the buildings. They populate them with blacks and allow Asians to do business. To do so business. Right. We're so the middlemen. All the Asians. So this black chick probably hates Asians, probably hates herself. And, <laughs> uh, you know, and Bernie Sanders, not Bernie Sanders. Well, Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden are just a bunch of racists, and that's why they hired this chick. Well, that's uh, <laughs> no. It's good to wrap it up on that note, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the American Made and Paid Show. If you got something out of this, be sure to check out some of our earlier episodes uh, regarding to progressivism and white supremacy and racism and all that. Because yeah, you're just going to get an unfiltered and a little bit of a different perspective dose of truth on this show. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you all soon.